Welcome to the Split Discussions Podcast, where we talk about all things split decisions racing. Thanks for joining us this morning. Today we have Patrick Anderson, Thomas Myers, myself, Dave Gilbert, and our special guest is Justin Gibbs. Welcome, everybody. Morning. Morning. Morning, guys. Normally we talk about our weekend racing, any official races, hosted races, other leagues that we've done this week. I've done nothing. Yeah, not going to lie. I haven't done anything either. I've had a chaotic week. I did a uh, skippy yesterday um, at because they're at the Roval, and I'm just trying to get better at I uh, at running uh, road courses. And uh, I mean, I'm in the bottom split, man. And every single lap, there was some like somebody flying around, or I seen somebody off track in the wall. I think I finished the race with a zero X, or pretty close to it. I didn't, I didn't have any incidents or any any major incidents anyways maybe an off track or something but other, i can't think of even an off track but i ended up finishing second um but uh, man i good. felt like, yeah there's 20 of us in that in that session so i was like well this is boosting my confidence in a, for a road course going into watkins Glen. although um you know a regular road course driving car drives nothing like them next gen cars do right now currently on the yeah, system. no, you're talking a world of difference in downforce. Those Which you would, are so fun, though. Yeah, but the thing is that they shouldn't be that far off. They have the diffuser. They have, you know, they do look almost like a, you know a road course car. They're going to run uh, what Sebring or something. The uh, I, I they're going to try to run them in a IMSA. Uh, race so they're not they shouldn't be that far off as they are on the system which we know last year that next gen cars were uh flat out pretty much the whole race and um they fixed the, they they think they fixed the model i don't i don't know if they actually fixed the model but they for oval tracks where you actually have to live i mean we're out of the throttle for quite a bit last night oh yeah and uh and so hopefully they come around and they fix the next gens for the road courses i mean i hope they i'm holding up hope that they make the next gens just they went from being a little too easy to drive to being a little too hard to drive i mean there's got to be a little bit of a happy medium there 
I think it's still a matter of data collection at this point. The car's still relatively new. There's tracks they haven't been to yet that they're trying to establish physics models for and just a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh it they I mean thanks to Josh Susi last night that setup for the cup cars wasn't too bad. I know that the actual homestead setup is really tough to turn. And same with the I actually built the Arca setup on Monday night. And if you just posted the Arca, if you got an Arca car with just a homestead setup, you know, you're, it's like an arrow to the wall, man. You're not, it was hard to turn. You could hardly turn that thing. I still feel like the car last night, you know, middle, mid turn for me, I thought it was a little hard to turn. That was like the only time I had problems and I couldn't run the middle. It was either I had to be on the bottom or on the top. One of the two. Yeah, well, the thing is that if Josh didn't work his magic or if I didn't work my magic, like there's a huge difference between the setup that we had in the Arca cars on Monday as opposed to the stock iRacing setup. Yeah, you'd have everybody everybody like last year in Xfinity. These cars are dump trucks. Give us the the setup. Yeah, we haven't heard that as much this season with a little bit better setups. You know, they're a little bit better to turn this year. I think the Xfinity cars are driving great. Josh is doing a really good job with the setups. Yeah, and he's only tweaking little things here and there. You know, you're not doing a lot of major changes. Yeah, he's definitely not going out there and throwing the kitchen sink at him. He's definitely doing real subtle changes. Yeah, he's doing just enough to get him to get him to rotate better. He's doing a really good job of it. Yeah, yeah. I spent like about an hour and a half building that setup on Monday for that Arca setup. Just trying different things what will this do what's this doing and uh actually i kind of went back to the same setup i had about a half hour into it so (laughs) (laughs) i could have like wasted an extra hour but that's all right it's how you you have to do them kind of things to build a setup yeah sometimes you go backwards what are you going to name your new setup the new setup page mine yeah if you're doing setups uh don't race these setups Setup shop. <laughs> Use somebody else's setup. Setup shop. <laughs> Go slow setups. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the Arca cars. On blue Monday. flag setups. You're gonna get. You're gonna see the blue flag quite a bit. Blue flag these. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dave actually slowed the cars down a half a second a lap with his setup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the stock guy racing. I thought setup the Arca cars been. drove pretty good. You know, I, I yeah, I ended up getting loose off corner and destroying Clink Bill. Oops, sorry. But otherwise, they drove pretty good. Yeah, the goal was just to make them a little bit loose, so that because they t- tend to tighten up, so you start them off just a little bit loose, and they'll uh, it should come at, in after about fifteen or so laps. But yeah, last right. night I didn't start getting like the really rec- tight until I was until we were probably like five to ten laps to pit. You know, so I didn't start getting tight till, no, thirty laps into the run, twenty-five yeah. thirty. Yeah, to be honest with you, my car, and I ran behind uh, Ryan Johnson for quite a few laps last night when he got around and lapped me. I just ran behind him, and I was like, you know, pacing with him. So, and I was able to run pretty decent laps over the long run, but it's all about corner entry, breaking. Um, other you know stuff like that. I 
I got yeah. lapped multiple times because I just don't know how to pit, but. <laughs> uh, you definitely had to know how to trail break last night. Yeah, trail breaking. And then being patient on the throttle. You can't get in the throttle too fast or you're, you know, just being patient on the throttle. It's funny. Now, uh, I have to tell this little bit of a tidbit of a story. Uh, my nephew was playing football and and these two kids uh they're twins they were so slow and uh they they and my nephew was uh, uh they were the three of them were running back so these two twins and my nephew and this is like 10 year olds you know and uh my nephew was not very fast either but he was much faster than these kids and uh he he you know they're doing this running drill and um these two twins get up and they're doing this running drill and they're like really slow at this drill and the coaches are yelling at them about how slow they are and the dad yells, the dad yells to the coach. He goes, "They're just patient runners." Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is that a kind way to say that they're just they're just slow, man? <laughs> they're, not, they're slow. They're, they're patient runners. I always that cracked me up. <laughs> I'm a patient runner. Yeah, they're just patient runners. Myself. Yeah, they're just being patient. So yeah, that's one thing. I'm. I was just thinking that after I said that, I was just being patient on the throttle. That's another way of saying it. I'm just slow. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so we have Justin Gibbs here. He's with us last season. Uh, he's gracious enough to sponsor last night's race. Why don't you give us a little backstory on TVE? Uh, you want me to put everybody to sleep early or early, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, in a nutshell, we do uh, HVAC and uh, electrical engineering um, and uh, construction administration services for buildings all the way from early concept phase. We're working with the architect and developers all the way until end of construction. You know, so uh, we're with them. We help them calculate how much uh, equipment they're going to need in heating, cooling. We design the floor plans and then we see it all the way through construction for them. Uh, so that's the, in a nutshell version. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, we all have to have HVAC in our house. We all know what that is. So that's cool that, uh, just to learn, uh, some of the behind the scenes of it. Sometimes I got to change my furnace filter. So I need your, <laughs> might need your help. <laughs> I don't think anybody needs my help for a furnace filter. <laughs> <laughs> do, you do, side, do you do side work for cash? <laughs> I I do I do uh, houses every now and then for people. Uh, you know, my clients will call me up and say, "Hey, I'm building a house," and I'll help them out with their designs and stuff like that. So you're you're more like the design. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not on the install side. I do design. I create the plans, stuff like I that. Yep. So you're the guy that everybody complains about when they're in installing it. Yeah, since, since you see the construction side of it, you're seeing the side where everybody complains about the damn engineers, you know, and then we're on yeah. the engineering side saying, yeah, you're thinking contractors, it's a never-ending battle, right? Yep. Yeah. Look, I gave you the floor plan based off the dimensions you gave me and the materials you want to use. It's up to you to make it work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, um, we got a few questions for you. What is your biggest challenge when you're racing our triple threat series other than, you know, getting around that seven car? 
you know, it's it's taken a while to realize it too. Now that I've been here long <laughs> enough, the biggest challenge is learning to drive multi-class NASCAR properly. You know, you've really got to have your head on a swivel. You've got to be paying attention to when the tires, like last night, the trucks were smoking fast for a few laps and then they fell off and everybody came motoring through them. You know, yeah. so you've really, it's learning to drive properly in multi-class NASCAR. Situational awareness is huge here and it can be incredibly frustrating at times, you know, but that's the biggest challenge is learning to cope with all that. Yeah. So last night, um, you know, this happens, I know this happens in Xfinity quite a bit. When I ran Xfinity, uh, I would be, I would, if I'm running second and there's a cup car coming up behind me, I would be like, oh yes, this is my opportunity. So when that cup car get down underneath me, I drop down below it and follow that cup car past the leader. Yep. And so, uh, that was the winning pass last night for, uh, Michael Gitchell, um, I was coming up on Gitchell and Dylan Clark. I got underneath Gitchell. Gitchell jumped behind me, and he followed me underneath Clark. For that was basically the the winning pass. That pass that was the pass for the lead, and I don't think Clark ever got back around him. Yeah, and that's one of those nuances. Multi class again. You wouldn't know it until you've done it and really experienced it. Yeah, and it. I mean, I, it's not any. You know, obviously, I wasn't helping Gitchell, or I wasn't trying to hurt Dylan Clark. That's just part of the. Multi-class. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's. I know that's one of the things I'll have to learn next year when I'm in Xfinity how to redo that again. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be in Xfinity, Dave. There's always a chance you could win. Like you could win. Uh, Watkins Talladega. Glenn. I could win I mean, at Watkins Glen. You, you could win Talladega before the is it Talladega before or during the playoffs. No, that's during, during, during. during the playoffs. Yeah, I only yeah, have. Um, I have to win New home. Hampshire. I have to win Watk- or Watkins Glen or Kansas, which, you know, maybe Watkins Glen isn't out of the picture. Man, Just anything make- can happen. <laughs> yes, it is. It's way out of the picture. <laughs> make everybody run Toyotas and then knock down their horsepower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, you guys know me. I'd rather uh, I'd rather take my whipping and uh, go down to Xfinity next year like a man. And I gotta be honest though, like our our cup class is it's just stacked. I mean, you you can run a you have to run an absolute perfect race if you're gonna beat Ryan, Luke, Taco. Yeah. I mean, any yeah. of those guys. Yeah, know, they're fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like Kayla, Thomas Myers, Andrew Turner, Kevin, those guys are fast. Tyler, those oh, guys yeah. are fast. Uh huh. Yeah, there's not there's no yeah, slouches. Yeah, there's no, no ducks up there. I mean, yeah. I got tracks where I just don't perform well. Yeah. I, I kind of think me and Thomas are kind of like on the same level because it's like we race around each other quite a bit. And, you know, like last night, that was just like my – we were all over each other last night. Oh, like Michael, that, that Michael last night was a TV them. producer's wet dream last night, the way we were at each other. It was like every three laps there was a crossover. That's good racing. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, instead of just, instead of drafting with each other and making each other faster, no, no, we're passing each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to be honest with you, Patrick, I don't, I don't mind getting demoted down to Xfinity. I just, I think I just need a chance to rebuild my my confidence again, get some top fives again, and then get back up into Cup with some confidence, and then and go 
and go. Yeah, but if you get knocked down to Xfinity, there's no guarantee that you're going to make it back there. I mean, you know, like, you have the guys that, you know, like, I'm assuming Guillermo, you know, like, he's going to want to, I know, like you guys said, like, he wants to come into Xfinity or into the triple threat. You know, more than likely he would start in Xfinity, right? Just because yeah, of yeah, of yeah. Where we're he, we're where discussing is, some things you know? for next year. We got some ideas to shoot around. Um, yeah, yeah. You're right. Somebody like it, him would not start in trucks. Xfinity is going to be stacked. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you got Ellswick that could be looking to come up too. I mean, Xfinity, uh-huh. it's getting it's getting brutal. I'm running with yeah. these guys week in week out. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ellswick have... has killed the trucks right now. Yeah, they're going to have to deal with me too. I mean, Guillermo's going to have to deal with me. Ellswick's going to have to deal with me too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now, now seriously, we were up. Ryan Cruz and I last night. We both had a, a incident on pit road where we had penalty spit on pit road early, and uh, he complained about it. Complained about it. I just put my head down and raced hard, and he and and I at the end of the race, he's like, you know, I just couldn't do anything because of that penalty. My race was over then, and I'm like, no. Are you in need of an iRacing paint? Contact Turtle Shells Designs on Facebook or Shells Designs on Twitter. Remember that they give discounts to all of our Split Decision Racing League drivers. I'm on the lead lap. I raised hard. I'm going to go win this race. <laughs> and I was. I mean, I was trying to get to the front. I didn't give up. And I'm not going to give up just because I got put down to Xfinity. What uh, what stage did you have your mistake in? The f- first stage I... So the first stage coming down on pit road, uh, I have crew chief. And it counts me down five, yep. four, three. Well, it didn't count me down. So I went, drove past my pit box. I've been running into that lately too because I use crew chief also. It didn't count me down. And so I was like, I went past my pit box. So... I got to the end of pit road, and I'm kind of a little frustrated that I mean, it was my pit box, and I'm running 50. Well, right at the cone, I gassed it. I got up to 52, and it gave me a speeding penalty. So I had a 40-second hold that first stage, so yeah. I went two oh. laps down. And no, like It's perfect if you do it in stage one. In stage one, you can still recover. Stage yeah. two, you know, yeah, you're, you're going to have to take. No, stage two, you, if you get two laps well, down, you take the wave around, and you yeah. get your lap. But yeah. then, you know, like uh, Richard Crane last night, he did that. He got two laps down in stage two. And then when he went to do his pit, st- pit service, he got uh, a 40-second hold. And so then he yeah. still went a lap down. Yeah. But, yeah, so then I actually got back on the lead lap. I had passed Kling Bale. I had passed uh, Lucas Gortman. I passed Bonseca. Um, you know, and I was right on Kayla's bumper. We come down pit lane for green flag pit stops. We come off pit road, Kayla and I together. I gas it right after the pit. After I waited till after the cone, I gas it after the cone and I spun off into the grass and, uh, that killed my night. I was like stuck. Like we were stuck in the grass. It was cause there's sand over there. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> but I found out last There's night sand. <laughs> there is sand, and I was stuck in sand at uh, at Homestead last night. That's <laughs> how far off. Yeah, I was at the beach. So yeah, that was my that was my night. That was the last stage, though. So there was no recovery. That was on the green flag pit stops of the yeah. last stage. 
Yeah, and it so, sucks when those things happen in stage three and you know you're done. Yeah, yeah. But it is, it, 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 you know, the thing is that I can't blame anybody else but myself. It's all my own mistakes. Nobody wrecked me. Nobody stopped in front of me. And nobody did anything. It's, it's my own mistake. So those are things you have to clean up. You can't make mistakes uh, in our cup class. Nope. Nope. And Turner and I learned that very, very well last night. Yeah. But um, so uh, speaking of uh, tracks, what track is most likely going to make you rage quit? I don't rage quit very often. I'll usually <laughs> tough out. I'll usually tough out just like you're saying. I'm usually going to tough out any race as, as long as I can still run and be up to speed. I'm running to run. Um, but if I had to pick a track, I'm always going to say Coda. That track just drives me insane trying to find the rhythm at Coda. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, or as I recently learned, and I, I hate to see it on the uh, playoff schedule, I uh, had my first race at Iowa a couple of weeks ago. Oh, Lord. I do not like Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's funny because Coda was contemplated being put on our triple threat schedule this year. Oh. We have like an average of 39 racers per race. That race yeah. you'd get like eight. <laughs> yeah. The track's just savage. It's so technical and the rhythm, it's impossible to find. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm fine with just having Daytona Road and Watkins Glen on the schedule and that's it. Or Road, we had Road America last year. I thought Road America was okay instead of Watkins Glen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hate Road America. Yeah, yeah, I like it's big enough. It's a big enough track to where um, you know the multi-class gets spread out quite a bit there. Um, I think if um, you're going to add any, you got you got to add it. Uh, what is it, Sonoma first before Coda? <laughs> yeah, I don't even own Sonoma. I've heard bad stories about that Sonoma track, so I don't know. I'd have to at least run a lap around there to see. I, don't, I like the ones that we got. The ones that we that you guys have on the schedule. Yeah, and we had Indy one. Road so far this season. We did Indy Road. Indy Road was awesome. Yeah. Maybe that I, is I a just, track. Maybe I, I just think that because I was really fast there. Yeah. Yeah, so we have, you know, we had Indy Road. We had Day- Daytona Road is an easy one to keep on there. Um, and, uh, you know, these other tracks have road courses too. I th- you know, Homestead last night has a road course. Um different tracks you know kansas has a road course you should do a what oh just a wild card race like that yeah pull something out of a hat race so we discussed also next year um cutting back their road courses back some time because there's no you know there's we could do a time stage where at a, at a certain stage point but uh we're not going to actually throw cautions and so the races get quite long running 95 minutes straight without a break um I have to admit, you're sometimes you're getting close to the end, or you feel like you're at the end, and you look down at the clock, and you're like, "Oh man, we're only halfway." There's still 45 <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah so I, I think talk- that we should keep them, keep them 95 minutes. I do enjoy it. It kind, it makes it feels good when you can survive that. I mean, those are hardcore races for 95 minutes, and when you make it to the end, even if you're in eighth place and you made it, it still feels good. I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is that if you look at typically our road course races, the last 20 minutes, the leaders 
don't really change a whole lot. Yeah, they're spread out by then. By that, it's spread out, and the race is almost determined with 20 minutes left to go. You're just running it out, but... Oh, spice you know. it up. Spice it up. That's when you have your, if you like, that's when you throw your caution flag on Yep, competition caution with 20 minutes left to go. And then it's a 15 minute battle to the end. Yeah. That, if you're going to do a caution, that's how you do, just throw one competition caution with 20 minutes left to suck everybody back together. And then yeah, but you got guys that it's going to be multiple laps down. And, you know, wave arounds and stuff wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah wave around take forever. Just, yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, it's going to take three laps just for everybody to catch the pace car. Yeah, we right. can't do with a twenty minute. If we did it with twenty minutes left, we'd only have a green white checker left. <laughs> okay, half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the, the cautions on road courses we found just don't work. It's just they take yeah. way too long. They just don't. They don't work. So that's not an option. But uh, no, and like you know, even on ovals, cutting the time ahead. back is is. You know, it just gives the easiest solution. The easiest solution, just cutting it back instead of ninety-five minutes. It's you know seventy-five minutes, and uh, for our triple threat, and maybe fifty-five minutes for our double trouble or something. Yeah, I enjoy the road races on the schedule. So whatever, I'm happy with them. Oh, so do I. No, let's. I think like one place where I do good is on road courses, and that's where I like to shine. I guess. It's yeah. fun to change things up. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, um, one of our previous guests asked this question: Do you have any race day rituals, like eating a certain meal, taking a nap, petting the dog? I, I do. Uh, my for Father's Day this year, my daughter got with my grandma and had a custom T-shirt made for me, and it's a really basic black T-shirt, but it look it looks more like a football jersey. It says Gibbs on the top, and there's a big ninety-three in the in the middle, and then on the bottom it says TSM for Turtle Shells Motorsports. So my my ritual is these days, if I'm racing, I'm wearing my lucky shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, I wear a red shirt on Friday nights, um, because you know. The remember everyone deployed red. Uh, I do. I wear a red shirt every Friday night. Yeah. And um, rituals. Yeah. I I used to have when I raced cars. I used to, I had a t-shirt that just had it was a white t-shirt that had airbrushed uh, my number on the back of it. Back in the you know nineties, airbrushing was a big hit, and so uh, my number was on the back of that, and I wore it at every single race. I, I raced in um, for like nine straight years. That's awesome. It's all the only time I wore it was during the was when I raced. Last season, I wore the exact same outfit every race. It's funny how superstitious racers can be. Yeah, and then I then I started doing bad this season, so I, that that outfit's in the garbage. And now, <laughs> and now I've been changing them every every uh, week. I haven't found yeah. a, a good one yet. Yeah. Well, Mike, I, this is funny. Like, I, uh, you know, there's superstitions and everything. Like, uh, I'm a Red Sox fan, a Buckeyes fan. If I'm watching a sports, I can't have, I can't be wearing, if I'm watching a Red Sox, I can't have a Red Sox shirt on. I can't be wearing a Red Sox hat. So you won't wear your team's colors yeah. while you're watching. Yeah, I can't wear my team's colors while I'm watching. That, I'm is the opposite. that is a weird one. Yeah. Most people put on the jersey and, you know, get as much as they can on. You go the other way. 
Yeah, I'll agree with you, Dave. I'm kind of the same way, but for a different reason. I'm I'm cheap, so I, I've outgrew, I've outgrew all of my old clothes and all of my jerseys and stuff, and I'm too cheap to buy new ones. So that's why I don't wear my team colors. The jerseys are expensive though, so. Yeah, well, you know, my son would get so mad because I'm like, he'd be wearing the Red Sox, and the Red Sox would be, we'd be watching them, and they'd be losing to the Yankees, and I'm like, get out of this room, you can't be in this room. <laughs> Go take that shirt off. <laughs> Go take that shirt off. Take that hat off. <laughs> He's like, Dad, it, Dad, it's just a game. I'm like, yes, but you're jinxing it. Come on, man, get that stuff off. <laughs> 2004, 2005 had to be really big for you then, huh? Is oh, yeah. They, yeah. they went on their, won their first yeah. one. Yeah, and first one in 86 years. That was an awesome series. Yeah. Yeah, there hasn't been as good a one since then. And uh, 2003 was pretty good. We lost it. Uh, but 2003 was a pretty good series, too. Nobody talks about it, but we we ended up losing that series. But um, So uh, we don't have a next guest next week, uh, Justin. And the reason why we don't have a next guest next week, um, you are on sitting listening right now this is podcast episode number 74 wow so next week is podcast episode number 75 so we got some big things in store well some cool things in store for next week i don't know if they're big or not but i have fireworks uh, yeah yeah i mean it depends are we measuring my head size <laughs> yeah yeah so uh 74 uh this is episode 74 uh so we'll, we'll do some new things for next week's uh, episode. So we'll, we'll see. You guys will have to tune into that one. Yeah, definitely. I listen every Saturday. So we'll be, uh, looking forward to it. All right. So uh, so you're one of our two listeners. I am. It's uh, my Saturday morning ritual. My daughter knows that I sit down every Saturday morning. I drink coffee. I listen to the league podcast. Unless I did like really, really, really bad the race the night before, then I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you and my mom are the two listeners then. <laughs> so, uh all right, then uh we had uh Monday night we did the double trouble series at Homestead with the Arca cars and the trucks. Yeah, and I had the privilege of sitting in the tower Monday night, so I got to see all the chaos cuz uh yeah, it, it it was something. Um <laughs> Yeah, you would have think after uh, you know Monday night that you know Friday night was gonna be a nightmare with three classes because we couldn't get around with two classes on Monday. But uh, I went into we'll last night it. expecting a disaster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were able to complete ninety-five laps. We had six cautions for twenty-eight laps. Bear in mind that's including the two stage breaks. So that was four natural cautions for incidents on track yeah yeah we had a few uh few altercations on monday that's going to probably be addressed uh we have some penalties unfortunately to hand out that'll get addressed uh later on but yeah go ahead and talk yeah. about qualifying and the race how that went um let's see here there we go. Qualifying is now loaded. For qualifying, it looks like the trucks were actually fastest for qualifying. Uh, Ethan Michaels had the pole. Joe Turkle second. Thomas Teagan third. Caleb Ellswick fourth. And Marty Brown was fifth. 
and scroll down a little bit here. And then the ARCA series, uh, Rocket Bill Klingbell gets another poll for what it's worth. Seems to be about all he can do half the time is just get the poll. <laughs> um, Josh Susie second. Lucas Gortman third. Larry Dickerson fourth. And Dylan Bryant fifth for qualifying. And there's definitely quite a bit of a gap on qualifying speed and times between the two classes. Yeah, there was a, there was a good battle there. Um, so we had, uh, you know, the ARCA cars, they just, you know, they seem to get stronger as the night goes on. Uh, Josh and Lucas, uh, you know, they were able to uh, battle it out there. But you know, I it just seemed like jo uh, Josh ended up saving way too much fuel, in the as well as the rest of the drivers there. And and Lucas, you know, he made it. He our whole team he, did it. We were uh, we were discussing fuel savings the whole time there, and uh, we all realized that we saved too long. Um, we had more than we needed, and we missed go time. Yeah, yeah, that was uh. And, you know, everybody did it but Lucas because, I mean, Josh was the next closest, and he was almost five seconds back. Well, I mean, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Josh McKinney because he actually was running second right up there with Lucas and then ran out of fuel. Yep. Yep. So, uh, speaking of Josh McKinney, we got tonight's uh, fundraiser race for uh, racing for Haley. Uh, so, contact me. Or just uh, Josh for some details. Get you added to the Liberty Racing Network Discord page. Get your number registered. We have a separate league for tonight's race, so uh, numbers won't get confused like we did the last fundraiser race. Um, everybody's numbers will be assigned in the league, so when you join the session, you'll have the number <laughs> correct. Oh yeah, hopefully you get a lot more people in today because I noticed like you know when we ran that that last one today was the day where you know like race day i went out and shared it and i had a lot of people join that day yeah you know, right up until race time yeah it's funny that um you know i racers are just uh last i mean everybody are is procrastinators and wait till the last minute and so they're like oh yeah i want to run that race tonight and then they send the money in the day of or the day before Still debating but, on whether I'm going to run it. You know, I, yeah. I claimed my number. I did all that. I just don't know. No, it's like Central Time. It starts practice at four o'clock. Races at five. Goes to nine. It's like, oh my god, that's a long time. Yeah, four hours at Daytona Oof. or Kansas. It's, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, but we're I also mean, advertising it as a team. So you had the yeah. ability to have a secondary driver. You want to run an hour and then get out for an hour. However you guys want to work it, you can switch every pit stop. There's no set rule on it. Yeah. No, you could run two, the first two hours and, you know, Ramsdale could run the last two hours or you run the first hour, Ramsdale runs the second or, you know, the third and fourth or whatever. But yeah, well, last night we decided that we were going to go solo, and then I sent him a message. It's like, I think we better do it as a team, and he hasn't gotten back to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so uh, there's, there's, I know Luke Smith is up for doing it. It's like right in his wheelhouse. I know he ran last year. We did the uh, 600 miles, uh, the Coca Cola 600 and the Indy 500 all on the same day. And 
he ran every single lap all himself. So, um, and he was the only one that did that. Yeah, I'm weather pending on attending tonight. So, he had yeah. to be dead afterwards. It all had like going back to the Daytona 24 when we ran that. I mean, we were just doing two to three hour stints, and that it just took it at the end. You were tired. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's tonight's race. That should be exciting and fun. I'm broadcasting it on Liberty Racing Network. I believe Josh McKinney is going to be in the booth with me. Um, but anybody that is not driving, uh, please message me beforehand so I know. Uh, don't just please don't just hop in the booth. But um, better make a waiting room tab that way they can tell you, hey, I'm down in the waiting room, and then you can pull them up when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm welcome to have others up in the broadcast booth with me and yeah, broadcast. I'm, I'm not cause... racing, but I might pop in and hang out with you for a little while. Yeah, that'll be fun. We can all broadcast and and laugh at the drivers that are, you know, running for four hours straight and probably exhausted by the the, thir- the three hour mark. <laughs> but uh... I will bring secret weapon. I will get JP up to par with the truck before a race starts secret driver change without having to driver change yeah yeah you could do something like that if you want to have your uh, wife driving for you or something no I way think i trust her with the truck i don't think i trust her with the truck i will put that on record i let, <laughs> I let my wife try try this one time and she couldn't make a lap so she's yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we the first season we did have a uh, spouses race, and then uh, we only had a handful of spouses interested, so we let kids race too. And uh, so at that time, I think my son was like 18, 19, 19 years old maybe, but yeah, he ended up racing. And he never ran uh, iRacing before or anything, but he ended up uh, racing and Thomas's wife for the championship. Or, I think it was a t- combo of Thomas's wife and his son JP. Yeah, because uh, your son had to race against my son. I think twice, maybe three times. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, I thought about doing that again and seeing how much fun that would be to get spouses involved. But I don't know. It didn't. I, like it seemed like a lot of the spouses got pretty upset afterwards at each other. So I I don't want to see see that happen again either. <laughs> Everybody I think if we do it again. Life. It needs to be less of a championship thing and just more of a for fun. Yeah, just a one race for fun type of thing. Maybe we'd do that. I mean, it could be every other week, every couple of weeks. Just let them get together, do something for fun. Let them destroy the car for once. Yeah. Well, our issue is that with our. Uh, coalition of admins leagues with the uh adam benefils leagues with uh east coast online sim racing and with powerhouse with uh kayla and josh and uh the back row sim racing guys over at fat freaky fast um you know every night is filled up i mean we even have street stocks now on thursdays so every night is filled up right that's why i'm more saying if we could get everybody on the same page to do a one-off do maybe just a three series fun thing every couple weeks yeah so i i'm thinking uh, like uh we usually do a fun race the race after 
our um, championship is over. Uh, so I think I have an idea, and I've discussed this with the admins already. I think it's going to be pretty cool and fun uh, to do. Um, but I'm going to uh, probably pick two drivers and have them draft their own dra draft their team. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll have like 40 drivers involved, and they'll draft 20 drivers each or so, and and uh, you know, the whoever's team gets the most points is you know would win that race. So that would be kind of fun. Like a big <laughs> NBA All Star game. Yeah. It would kind of, it would probably turn into one of those. What was that one race that we did with the uh, league versus the, league race? Yeah. No, the, the oh, blockers. Man. Where where your guys? No, like oh guys yeah, guys in the back. To, hey, yeah, where we did roller derby with the cars. Yeah, roller <laughs> derby. That's exactly what it will turn into, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm not talking about wrecking anybody. That was that was intended to wreck people. This one is not intended to wreck anybody. It's just you put your twenty uh team twenties team A's twenty drivers against team B's twenty drivers and they go out and race and there and, will be team orders during that race. <laughs> you know it, right? <laughs> I I don't think we got drivers out there intentionally wrecking people, not uh I don't know. I don't know. I maybe on a one off fun race? Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. It should it should be fun. I don't know. I do like the I did like the roller derby race. That's a different style of race, and uh, it, it went I'm out. I'm mad went, from that one. It went off pretty decent, but I know ways of making it better. So I think that's that's something that we definitely should do again. No Formula Vs. I was stuck in a Formula V. You yeah. want to talk about? How however yeah. long that race was, I was so bored because I oh, was, I was much. I was much, at 80 miles an hour. Yeah, I wasn't much faster with that Mazda. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Gitchell's flying around there with that uh, Indy car. Yeah. So. It was still fun. Even yeah, though it was in fun. a form of the V. I mean, yeah, it was fun until I rolled over to pit wall and got launched into orbit. <laughs> <laughs> you got a, you had like a, a huge hold in, in the pits, didn't you? Yeah, like, it was something ridiculous. Or... It was like a 10-minute like, hold or something. Yeah, I think yeah. Like, you went down like 12 laps, 12, 13 laps because of that. Quite yeah. the penalty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was huge. For getting moon yeah. launched. But uh, anyway, yeah. we got sidetracked there. We haven't gone over race results yet. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, to finish out Monday night, uh, Lucas Gorman did end up walking away with the win. Josh Susu second. And again, shout out to McKenney for pulling off third for running out of gas in the uh, Arca series there. And then the trucks you had Ethan Michaels followed by, wow, I'm going to butcher that last name. So I'm just going to say Douglas. By Saki. There you go. And looks like third was Matthew Kopp. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, fun. So let me ask you guys, anybody in here got a butt kicker? I do. I do. Does my right. wife count as a butt kicker? <laughs> yeah. So how's how are you guys enjoying them butt kickers? I love it. I think it's a great addition to this rig. I think it's fun. And uh, if you sometimes you forget to, it's there and you forget it's there. But if you pay attention to it, you can really pick up on cues on when you're scrubbing your tires and stuff. If you really pay attention to it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. My wife absolutely hates it because I am on the top floor of our house. <laughs> and the whole house is vibrating. 
And yeah, she says it can get loud downstairs. Oh, really? So I, I don't have mine up that high. Mine's pretty subtle. I've dialed it back on a lot of things. When I first got it, it was doing, I mean, if you shifted gears, that thing would punch you in the butt, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I've dialed yeah. it all back, but it's still there. Yeah. So I, mine is just very faint. So I don't like, like, I don't think my mom, my wife has a, any um, problems with it. Cause it's not, I don't think it's too loud. I, uh, I got the vibrating Fanatec pedals as well. So, I mean, between that and the butt kicker, I've got all sorts of crazy stuff happening. The butt kicker's a really cool addition. But yeah. on the pedals, and like, I got the same pedals, Justin, and I can very rarely tell when my pedals are vibrating. There's You can I mean, turn up if, the sensitivity if you need to. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, and the Fanalab uh, or app, you have uh, options to actually crank up the sensitivity on those. Yeah, so, but anyways, if you were looking for so, to immerse yourself into your sim rig, go to the the Butt Kicker website and use the code SDRL for 20% off. That's 20% off their prices with code SDRL. All caps. That's a pretty good deal. Oh, um, you're saving like 40 bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty good. That's uh, a pretty good deal. And, it is. Uh, we don't get anything from it, but I just like to promote them because they sponsor our league. Like you know, we don't get a percentage if you buy something through them. We don't get any percentage through that. But I want to get everybody a discount, so it helps our drivers get a discount. And then they sponsor our league because a lot of our drivers got their butt kicker because they finished in the top three in their class at the end of the season. So, um, you know, that's huge. They give away, so far they've given away 18 butt kickers the last two seasons. And, you know, those butt kickers are 200 bucks a piece. That's really cool of them. Yeah, that's awesome that you can find a company that will do that, you know, just for a, a small little league like us. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep, the only, the only, problem is like last year we had jorge who won and so uh he lives in mexico and so they're like uh we can't ship these to mexico (laughs) so what i'm going to do for anybody that does not live in the united states uh if they ended up winning a championship or finish or in the top three uh i'm gonna have them ship it to my house and then uh jorge or whoever you know i'm just using jorge as an example he will just have to pay shipping from my house to Mexico. They'll have to pay for shipping. I think that's um, a fair deal. Get yeah. ready for that again because he's P2 in points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I could just say, hey, Jorge, how about I just send you 50 bucks? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so that's the that's the only kicker now is if you do not live in the United States, um, you know, you're just going to have to pay shipping. So, and it's still a pretty good deal. But, uh, so we went, uh, to Martinsville, uh, Thursday with the street stocks. We had 15 cars show up. So we, uh, we ended up having, uh, you know, the top four, they transfer onto the main immediately from qualifying. And then, uh, everybody else has to run heat races. Um, you know, we have heat races in case we ever get, you know, 30 or more cars show up. 
Plus, it's kind of fun to run a little heat race before uh, the main. Um, but uh, So qualifying, Nate Johnson was our fast qualifier. Matthew Wheeler, Kevin Bernheimer, and Dylan Bryant, those guys were the four fastest, and they transferred onto the main. I was fifth fastest, so I was the fastest of the heat race. But the heat race, we invert four. Uh. So I got inverted. So, um, you know, it was all right, though. Michael Gitchell ended up pulling off the win in the heat race over myself and Joe Turkle. Uh, it was just a quick heat race. Just to set the field. Uh, in the final, in the uh, feature, uh, we ended up doing 100 laps. We only had 10 cautions. Um, only. Uh, it's it's funny. <laughs> the, yeah, only. It's funny because the first, like, I don't know, the first six or seven cautions were right back to back to back there at the beginning. And so you're, caught, you're pacing, like, the first 30 or 40 laps just seemed like there were just nothing but pacing. Uh, but after that, it cleaned up, you know, and so it was fine. But um, Kevin Bernheimer, he pulled off the win over myself. I uh, finished second last week at Lucas Oil. I finished second last night at uh, Martinsville. Uh, Dylan Bryant finished third. Jeff Ramsdale, uh, Michael Gitchell, Tom Stevens, Joe Turco. Garrett Sidnor and Larry Dickerson. Oh, and Nate Johnson finished tenth. Uh, You're fast so. in those street stocks. Well, I feel like I am not terribly slow in anything but the next gen cars and on Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those street stocks should feel more at home for you anyway, right? Yeah, like I mean, you know, I feel like trucks. I'm even feel like I'm faster than trucks. Like I feel like I can put me down on trucks right now and. And and be really fast. I can, you know, Xfinity. I think I can be down in the Xfinity, and I, I have no confidence right now in myself in the Cup class. So I I just need to build up my confidence again. I'm right there with you, Dave. Yeah, but yeah, I the can... street stocks are fun though. I came into I do the enjoy driving. Yeah, Go ahead, well, I came into the Cup class this year thinking it's like okay. You know, I had an awesome year last year. I'm going to do good. And this year has just been a, this season has just been a total kick in it, the groin. It humbles you pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. You know, I ran a perfect race, I think, like at Pocono. I got sixth. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So um, the street sacks move on to Charlotte. On Thursday night, the big track. Gitchell's been uh, hammering. He's been trying to get us to run the uh, little track at Charlotte. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we can't run that little track. That would uh, be fun. But you would have caution. I mean, that would just be a caution fest. If yeah. you have cautions on. That's just a little too short. Yeah, it's a little too short. Um yeah, so we go from Charlotte, and it's kind of funny. I did this back-to-back-to-back. Uh, to back to back. We have Charlotte, Lanier, and then Nate Johnson. So if anybody does not like this, it's Nate Johnson's fault. <laughs> uh, we have Lime Rock in there. So we go from the, a bigger track like Charlotte to a little track like Lanier to Lime Rock, a road course. 
Lime Rock might be interesting. I can see that working. I, I'm going to tell you right now, those street stocks are fun on road courses. I did the uh, yeah. Phoenix Road Course when they had that on the official one time. That was a blast. The street stocks are just fun to drive, man. They're good cars. Do you have Oxford on the schedule? Yes, Oxford is on the schedule May 19th. That's a, I, I love that track. You know, it's just that little circle. Yeah, Oxford. The one thing I laugh about Oxford is uh, back in the gas and go days, I was creating the sessions for Cupcake, and I did a practice, and I looked over and I seen all these practicing, getting ready for the race, and I see all the light poles. I'm like, oh, there's light poles, so it's got to have night. This is, I'm new to i racing, so I'm like, oh, it's got to have night races. So, uh, so because so I set the session, I went back and changed the session to night. <laughs> Well, them light poles are just there for uh, decoration because the there's no night, there's no lights there. Oh, at night. Oops. No lights. <laughs> so, I was like, well, it clearly shows the light poles, so there's got to be lights at this track. So we're gonna do night race. Uh, I mean, you, <laughs> Oxford's got them big mounds of dirt with the light poles. If everybody doesn't know, uh, Oxford's got them. Uh, so there's huge, everybody after the race, they'll hit them mounds of dirt and go launch the launch across the track. And yeah. it's kind of fun. But yeah, so there's light poles all scattered around this track. But on iRacing, it doesn't have night. It doesn't have, you can't race there at night. Not in street stocks. <laughs> yeah, those poles and those mounds are just for going Dukes of Hazard after the race. <laughs> and it's all they're there for, evidently. So, uh, yeah, so May 19th at Oxford. Um, I think, uh, Patrick, didn't we race at Bristol? Uh, didn't you race the Street Sox with us at Bristol Yeah, last season? Yeah, that's on the schedule for May 12th. Yeah, we did that one little fundraise at uh, Bristol in the Street Stocks, but then, like, we did the Bristol Dirt, too. So are you talking yeah. Bristol Dirt, or are you talking... Just regular no, Bristol. No, if there's anything I hate more than road courses is dirt. So, <laughs> yeah, like this week, I don't even understand why NASCAR is at Bristol dirt this week. It doesn't make sense to me. I I don't understand. Like this is the the second time, and I think it was like I think they said like 59 years that they've run on Easter Sunday. Um, first time well, since 1989. Like why? You know? Well, yeah. Uh, Bill France's wife told told him that you know you don't race on Mother's Day and you don't race on Easter, and he told and he didn't. Bill, big Bill France was like, okay, and so they didn't have races on Easter Sunday and they didn't have races on Mother's Day. Well, now that's out the window, though. I guess so. It's about the corporate dollar. Yeah, I just yeah. still can't figure out why you had to convert Bristol into a dirt track when there are several, and I do mean several. Half mile dirt tracks, mile long dirt track, three quarter mile long dirt tracks. They could have went anywhere. Yeah, no, I won't say we're several. gonna we're gonna dump dirt on Bristol because that yeah. makes sense. I won't say several, Thomas. I would say many. Yeah, you know, well, I, I really mean, enjoy the dirt race. I think it's awesome. I like seeing NASCAR do it, but at the same so time, it's it's Bristol. Why can't they just do it somewhere else and leave Bristol the way it was? But I definitely like the dirt race. Yeah, like the the Bristol races, the two races are two of the best races of the year, and you're going to ruin it by putting dirt on it. Yeah, without you know? doubt, Bristol's, you can't miss Bristol. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, go put dirt on Iowa, and then put right? some, <laughs> some corn stalks on the, on the 
on the backstretch or something, and you know, because that's what Iowa's for, you know. But oh, if they're going to do that, just go to Knoxville. Um, yeah, that's what I'm like, why not go to Knoxville? NASCAR back in the day ran at Williams Grove. Guess what? That track's still sitting there. You got Hagerstown, that's a stone throw away from where I live. It's a solid half mile dirt track. They just gotta you know? build some grandstands at a lot of these places, and they'd be good to go. Yeah, I know for a fact that there's a a great racetrack down in uh, north of Atlanta called Dixie Speedway, and they have uh, like they already have pretty close to a uh, NASCAR style pit road. It's a D shaped oval. Uh, a half mile oval. It's got the Georgia red clay. It'd be perfect for uh, NASCAR, I think. But what's that they long would, track? They would have to put money into it. What's that long track that they run ARCA at? The coin. Uh, I mean, go there. Yeah. I really liked the when they when they had the truck races at Eldora. You know, yeah, granted, that... granted, you can't fit a hundred thousand people there. But yeah. I really you know it really brought it back to old school, you know, fifty years ago racing where you had people just sitting in the grass. You know, I, I just thought that was awesome. I always wanted to go there, and now I can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Walt Disney World Speedway, but Walt Disney World Speedway was just a road or it was a racetrack that you know it was created, but they didn't have seats permanent seats they would just bring in temporary seats for the event yeah they had uh trailer bleachers as they called them yeah they just brought in temporary seats we need so, to get that track on iRacing so we can run it and you can um do do the entire broadcast of that race in your mickey mouse voice i heard oh that boy last week. <laughs> <laughs> let's go pluto that's pretty good, what? actually. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. Uh, so we got uh, the street socks are uh, at Charlotte. Then we went last night. We did our triple threat series at Homestead. That's Race a lot. went off with a hitch. Last night we did 149 laps. Our only cautions were our caution, our stage cautions. Um, <laughs> we had eight lead changes um, in the trucks. Our fastest qualifier was Garrett Sidnor with a 33.159, followed by Caleb Ellswick, Matthew Boston Wheeler. This one's kind of a shocker to me. David Despois. Desperio. Desperio? He's gotten, gotten, sneakily, he's got a lot faster. Yeah. He's snuck up on everybody. So is Larry Bruner. Yeah, and then Larry Bruner finished out the top five um, in qualifying. Ellswick, he ended up winning the rate, winning the truck division, followed by Matthew Boston Wheeler, then Matthew Kopp, Corey Harrigus, and Kevin Gironi finished out the top five in trucks. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I got to watch a lot of the truck drivers, um, you know, trying to give them all plenty of space, trying to get around them, uh, but not <laughs> wanting to get in there, get get them all in their business, trying to slow them down, but. Yeah, uh, they did a really good job. They're all holding their line pretty well. I didn't see anybody like all over the track for the no. most part. It was a really good race. You no, know, the one thing that kind of gets irritating though at times, um, and this goes with everybody can probably say this is like you know we have our cars. The trucks they're just so fast in the corners. You know, is where you can pull them on the straights. They're fast in the corners, and it, you know, just like last year in Xfinity, 
and season two in Xfinity when I was down in there. It was just like a constant battle. You're just with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just can't get away from it. Just the and the trucks, man. They were like the top ten were uh, in qualifying were trucks, and they so they were fast from the start, but uh-huh. they just uh, they fell off a little bit. Yeah, yeah once they had, once they had to lift in the corner, they started falling off. Yeah, and once we when we qualified, and even in practice last night, I'm like, oh god, you know, I think I qualified like 24th. It's like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I was right there with you, man. I'm right there back there with you. Our Xfinity series, we had Dylan Clark on the pole with a 33799, followed by Jeffrey Ramsdale, Josh McKinney, Michael Gitchell, and our own Justin Gibbs right here, who qualified P5. Dang. Um, the winner of the race was Michael Gitchell, followed by Dylan Clark. P3 was Jeffrey Ramsdale, and then Justin here in fourth, and Jorge Canales in fifth. Yeah. And I think yeah. Jeffrey, you know, I was in a chat with him, you know, kind of like going with you guys on with your Monday night saving fuel. He saved too much. <laughs> yeah. Man, I so, don't know if it would have mattered. Gitzel was on rails last night. That dude knows that track. Woof. Yeah, I mean, and Dylan was also up front quite a bit, and I know uh, Jeff, uh, like the, the 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 same people. It's the same four or five every week: Gitchell, Clark, Ramsdale, Gibbs, Canales. You know, those guys are constantly battling up there. Man, Ramsdale's yeah. been my nemesis this year. Been some really good racing with him, but dang. It seems like he is the master of knowing when to pit to maximize his tires. He's the master of fuel savings. You cannot mess up with him. He'll get you. He's the master of at fuel saving. He is. I've been racing yeah. with him for the last three years. And throughout this entire time, you know, his go-to is saving fuel. Yeah, he and is good at it. He's yeah. good. I'm really glad that Michael Gitchell got his first win last night of the season. You know, that's awesome. You know, it was fun racing with him last year in the championship race, and he was the unlucky one that didn't get the bump up, you know, so it's awesome seeing him do good. Yeah, yeah. He, so, you know, it's funny that there's four people going to that championship race. Three of them are getting promoted up to the next class, and one of them has to stay. It was Bill Klingbeil uh, the year before that, and then this past year has been, uh, or the season before that, now this past season has been, uh, or this season is Gitchell. So, uh, yeah, look, we'll see how that turns out for Gitchell. Uh, he's now uh, advanced his way into the playoffs with a win. A win does not guarantee you bonus points, though. Uh, finishing the top eight in points gets you bonus points. So, yeah, uh, win just gets you into the playoffs, but does well, not get you bonus points. He did go from ninth in points to now he's seventh. So yes, yeah. yeah so now he's spot. yeah. Now he'll get bonus points for being in seventh. But uh, just being like last year, uh, Kevin Bernheimer, uh, he didn't have any bonus points going into the playoffs in the Cup class. So he was out pretty early. Not because you got to have them bonus points. Yeah, I agree. They they helped me last year. I know that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, uh, did you go over all the Xfinity or the Cup? Not yet. Okay. Um, so our Cup class had Lucas Gortman with the thirty-three nine three three on the pole, followed by Ron- Ryan Johnson, Luke Smith, Andrew Turner, and Klingbeil. Surprisingly, qualifies fifth, not on the pole. Um, our race had Ryan Johnson winning it, Luke Smith in second, Nate Johnson in third, Turtle, Tyler to the Turtle Rush finishing fourth, and Taco breaking his streak of four consecutive wins, finished fifth. Yeah. Yeah, I actually passed. I don't know what happened to him. I maybe got some damage and he had to get it repaired. Uh, but I actually passed Taco going into that last stage caution or the last uh, green flag set of pit stops in that last stage. Yeah, so did I. I had I worked my way up to fourth going into that last state that last set of green flag pit stops, and I came out ninth. I was like, "What the heck happened?" And yeah. I was gone after that. Yeah, I talked to Taco post race. He said apparently he had some damage that he was unaware of. Oh yeah, yeah. It seemed like he was slow because I know I, 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 but I also felt like I was pretty fast at the end of a run. Like I passed, I passed Klingbeil, I passed, uh, you know, Kevin. I think only took two tires, and uh, I passed uh, Lucas. And I was all I was on Kayla, you know, before we pitted. So, oh, it is what it is. I have to not make mistakes. I'm going to beat and myself Turner, up for the next week. <laughs> Turner and I made a, a huge miscalculation with each other's part and ended up net coding from third and fourth. Yeah, I had that kind of the same kind of situation early in the race with Klingbeil. I was following Klingbeil into turn one, and we had cars on our high side, and we were on the low side. And we both went in, and I was just following him. He lost it going in the corner, went way high, and then... Guess who was right behind him? Me. And I I almost took out uh, the Xfinity winner, Gitchell, because I just went way high. And I kind of did a slide job on him. <laughs> I had to slow him way down. And Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the season one, I know we knew, uh, Homestead was our championship race at season one. And so uh, we went into it. It was Tyler Rush, myself. Uh, Nate, was it Nate Johnson? Uh, I don't remember who the other driver was. I think it was Nate and, uh, Josh Susie were the final four going into the, going into Homestead. And, uh, I, you know, I, I ended up finishing second to Susie. I know who would have thought that. This track leads to a lot of good racing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like uh, Thomas last week, he ran his fastest lap on lap 77. I ran mine on 99 this week. Yeah. So did Thomas. It didn't feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that was uh, that was our triple threat series. We uh Next week we where is it New Hampshire New Hampshire yes yeah we're at New Hampshire for our double trouble and our triple threat series uh, Street Stocks again there at 
um, Charlotte. Uh, so uh, going over our point standings for our Dev series real fast, our Double Trouble series, Guillermo Alvarez is our points leader in the ARCA class over Josh Susie, Tyler the Turtle Rush, Kevin Bernheimer, Keith Fonseca, Thomas Myers, Jeff Ramsdale, Bill Klingbeil, that's your top eight. Michael Gitchell is the odd man out currently sitting in the ARCA class. And our trucks, Ethan Michaels is over, uh, leading Joe Turkle, Garrett Sidnor, Thomas Teagan, Douglas Wysocki, Matthew Wheeler, Chris Finnegan, DJ Trout are your top eight, with Ryan Cruz the, being the odd man out there in our trucks or in our Double Trouble series. In our street socks, and after only two weeks, uh, Michael Gitchell is your points later over myself, Jeff Ramsdell, Joe Turco, Garrett Sidnor, Kevin Bernheimer. Matthew Wheeler and Bill Klingbeil are the top eight there in our street stock series. That's only two weeks in, though. Our triple threat series. So we got Ryan Johnson. I know you guys heard that one before. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan Johnson is our points leader over Luke Smith, Lucas Gortman, Nate Johnson, Kayla McCarthy, Kevin Bernheimer, Andrew Turner, Thomas Myers is our top eight. Tyler, the total rush, is the odd man out right there currently with Keith Fonseca right behind him. He is on a tear the last couple weeks, Turtle. Yeah, yeah, he has been. Uh, so, yeah, he's uh, got his mojo going again. Yeah. The uh, real race is for the demotion. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. I think I got that locked in. Yeah, but, uh, but no, you're nine points behind me. Yeah, so to to stay in cup and nine points is not a lot when you think you can make thirty points in a race. Yeah, uh, Xfinity. Uh, Jeff Ramsdale is our points leader currently over Jorge Canales, Dylan Clark, our man J Justin Gibbs today, uh, Stephen Wood, Nathan Manwaring, Michael Gitchell moved up to seventh with his win. Adam Benefil is your eighth place driver. Josh McKinney is the odd man out currently in the Xfinity class. In our truck class, Caleb Ellswick, Matthew Wheeler, Matt Kopp, Corey Harrigus, Thomas Teagan, Garrett Sidnor, Marty Brown, and Jonathan Cusimano is your top eight with Josh Beaver and Kevin Gironi, the two guys out currently. At the cut line, the yes. races are close. Yeah. Yes, it's real close at the cut lines. For our Ackerman Aviation Team Championship right now, Team WDW White has a pretty comfortable lead. They have about 100 points over back row sim racing. Team Taco is sitting there in third. They're close to back row sim racing. TTF Racing is in fourth. And Gas and Go Motorsports is in fifth. Uh, WDW Black Thomas didn't have a very good week this week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we were missing one of our development series drivers this week. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Turtle Shells, uh, one and two, they, they have drivers that just don't show up every week also. So that kind of hurts their, their chances. The TTF, they're on a tear lately too. After Auto Club, they were in sixth. Now they're up to fourth. Yeah, yeah. Well, it 
you got you got to put the whole package together. Uh, that's one thing WDW White is doing is they're getting points from their double trouble drivers as well as the triple threat drivers. Uh, whereas the rest of us uh, aren't doing as well a, a job of, of that. Uh, maybe we had to make a make a move with our double trouble drivers. <laughs> Get somebody in there. It's going to show up every week. Well, if anyone's on the fence about running the double trouble series, I tell you this much: it's fun. Come, come race it. Yeah. Well, you know the thing is also is it gives you a little bit of experience for Friday night if you're wanting to race on Friday night. Uh, or get better on your Friday nights. Like the trucks are running the same setup on Monday as they are on Friday. So if you're racing on Monday, you getting, you know what the fuel runs are going to be. You know you have all that already ready for Friday night. Yeah, for the trucks it's huge. You know, uh, and uh, I was discounting the Double Trouble Series when the season started. You know, it's a big deal. But the more I've gotten into it, man, the racing's great. The ARCA class is just unbelievably fun the trucks they get all this great free sneak peeks into the next week you know so yeah yeah that's uh, i mean it's uh we initially started calling it a development series but i quit calling it a development series because it just became its own series uh oh yeah i take it i take it serious it's no it's not development it's racing it's uh, that's why I just I went to change i change everything over to the double trouble series instead of the development series because it's not uh, it's not any anything different than uh, our triple threat, but uh, so that was our it's our point standings though. Um, we did do uh, our driver picks this week. Thomas got to pick his own driver this week. He's like, I'm picking my own driver this week. Who'd you take, Thomas? Okay, I'll help him out. He, he might left. <laughs> he might have forgot. Uh, Justin Allgaier is his pick. Uh, Lucas took Daniel Suarez. Josh Susie took Christopher Bell. Nate the Great Johnson took Joey Logano. Kevin Bernheimer took Kyle Larson. Tyler the Turtle Rush took Chase Briscoe. I took Ricky Stenhouse. And Patrick, who'd you take? Reddick. Yeah, Tyler Reddick. So I uh last season I got I got my point from uh the Bristol Dirt by Ricky Stenhouse. I don't know if you guys remember he finished second to Joey Logano that day, but he was closing in on Logano. And so uh I was like, Well, I'm taking Rick he gave me a point last year at Bristol Dirt, I'm gonna stick with him, and so I took him again this year. I should have taken Logano. Just, just so I, I couldn't take him anymore, because I don't like him. <laughs> he's got you got to save him for the championship race, because he's winning. When, the when has he ever won a championship race? Like not even if he wasn't in it. That, that would just be a you bad. Don't move. remember when he won the championship? No, I don't. I tried to block that out of my head. Yes, he won a championship. He drove around Martin Truex to win that championship. The same with Kyle Busch. I try to forget those ones too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't really have a favorite. I guess Chase Briscoe might be my favorite driver or, or Brad Kozlowski right now, uh, but I just root for all the four drivers currently. So, 
So see, like, right. I'm kind of the same way, but just but I'm Chevy. Yeah. Speaking of Chevys, we talked about it a little bit, but how ugly do they have to make Chase Elliott's paints? Why are they? I mean, they get they get so much potential, but then they just lay flat with them stupid ugly paints. Like that Kelly Blue Book paint that. is so bad. Well, and RFK is making it look even worse with the amazing paints they're cranking out. Everybody's got yeah. their game. Yeah, RFK. I, I they can be half as fast on the track as they are sweet looking on the on the pit road. <laughs> then right. it'd be uh, the rest of the field be in trouble. But yeah, RFK, my mind hands down has some of the sweetest paints. Yep. And yeah, and like they just, I just don't understand uh, the Hendrick guys with uh, like I I. Will, William Byron's paints, for the most part, are pretty decent. I mean, I like that Exalta paint. They do fun things with the uh, Ally car every now and then, too, you know, so yeah, good. Yeah, I for just problem. don't understand, like, the 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 Kelly Blue Book is so ugly. And then uh, who is the, the paint, or not the paint, the Windows company the uh, that sponsors uh, Chase Elliott Luxan or something, Luxor Windows or something? Yeah. Uh, whatever those that's a, that's a ugly orange and blue and white it's just so terrible give the guy give the guy some sweet flames or something but anyways <laughs> uh we did um you guys are interested in a little bit of triple threat trivia from season one. I think the only person that might be able to help you guys out here would be Thomas if he's even listening anymore. I'm here. Alright, so we had I gave you a little bit of insight on the Xfinity class. Who was our season one winner for Triple Threat in the Cup class? Uh, Anybody? Give us a multiple choice. All right, I'll give you a what was the question choice. again? Who was the cup winner at Homestead for or season one? I can give you a multiple choice if you guys want them. Yeah, I'll I need multiple I choice. I feel like this one should be pretty obvious. Yeah, I'm just going to go with Brian Johnson. You know, we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, Ryan Johnson was the champion that year, so yeah, it was Ryan Johnson. Right, anything Cup, just pick him. You're probably pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we had uh, nine drivers that night were in the Cup class. We only had nine drivers because that that time we limited to ten in each class, and so. Uh, if you uh, let's see about uh, the uh, silver of uh, the uh, that time we only had the Chevy Silverados. Who was our the truck winner that night? Thomas Myers might want to forget this night. Yeah, Kevin. I know who won that one. Kevin. No, it wasn't Kevin, but that was a very good guess. Kevin finished second. Uh, I don't even know if he was in. Was it Klingbill? No, he wasn't in it. I'll give you guys multiple choice. I can give him a 50-50 because there's only two drivers left. Yeah, so it was, uh, I'll give you a choice. It was Andrew Turner, 
It was. It could have been uh, Brad Yonkman. It could have been Mike Taylor, or it could have been Mike Smith. Well, the Youngman. only one I know out of those guys is Andrew Turner, so I'm going with Turner. I'll go with Yonkman. Who'd you guess, there, Thomas? Uh, I was going. I'm trying to remember here because I think the person that won for the trucks did not win the championship. That is correct. Uh, I'm going with the Youngman. Uh, well, it was Andrew Turner. Hey, <laughs> Andrew Turner won. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's cool. I've been going back to season one and pulling up a little bit of trivia from the uh, the that race from season one. Uh. So next week, like we go to New Hampshire. New Hampshire was not on our schedule, but we did have Rockingham on the schedule for season one. And at Rockingham, I'll give you guys a little bit of, I'll give you guys some multiple choice here for the cup class. Uh, the cup winner, would it have been Lucas Gortman? For A, B, Luke Smith, John Nichols, or Ryan Johnson. At Rockingham. I'll go with Nichols. I've already picked Ryan, so I'll go Taco this time. Yeah. You got to guess there, uh, Thomas? No, I'm still kind of salty about that night. Okay, so yeah, you should have stuck with your Ryan pick because he won again. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just stick with Ryan. When are we going to turn this into split decisions quadruple threat? Let's get him in the yeah. car that he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, he's got to run backwards, but he'd probably still beat us. Um, uh, he did prove he could start three laps down and still win. So, yeah, three laps right, down, so, no stages. Yeah. Yep. So we had uh, the uh, that Ray Rockingham at night. Uh, Josh Susie ended up winning, but guess take a guess on second place: Tyler Rush, Nate Johnson, or Chris Wheeler. Got to pick my boy Turtle. My boy Turtle. Go with Wheeler. Yeah, it was Wheeler. It was, I thought it was Wheeler. Yeah. All right. So Thomas might know this, but who won the truck class? Ooh. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> you got it, Kevin? Won it. So Thomas and Kevin, that season one, they were uh, pretty much side by side for most of the season. But for somehow, it's like Kevin inched him out and got and would get the wins. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why I was talking about that night, because it was literal car lengths. <laughs> yeah. So that was season one from our uh, from Rockingham. But anyway, so we just been th- going back and and uh, doing some uh, trivia from our previous seasons. Thought that's kind of fun and uh, learn a little bit about season one. That was almost two years ago. So that's uh, that's uh, what we have. Uh, that's all I got for today's podcast. Thank you for everybody listening.
We got Justin here for thank you for sponsoring last night's race. You got anybody you'd like to thank here, Justin? Uh, you know, the admins for putting on the league. It can't be easy. You know, uh, there's a lot of I'm sure unique challenges to running a league like this that you guys got to deal with and sorting out penalties and everything. So, thanks there. Um, you know, thanks to all the drivers. It wouldn't be a good league without all of you guys. Uh, everybody here is really straight up racing, um, and, and it's it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, of course, thanks all the guys on the team. You know, I, I'm not going to leave anybody out. Thank you, everybody on the team. You know, uh, Tyler, Josh, Dylan, John. Um, you know, Dylan this year, running with him has been so much fun. He's pushing me to get better and better every week. You know, uh, I'm just – I've had a lot of fun. This has been a great season. So thanks, everybody. Oh, yeah. and thanks, Warden. Warden, anything? My little crew chief, Charlotte, I love you. She is so patient. She's always standing there cheering me on. <laughs> yeah, it's cool when they do that. My daughter will be right next to me. She's like, Dad, you got to pass that car in front of you. I'm like, I know, I'm trying. Right? It makes it sound so easy. She's like, Dad, just pass him. Oh, really? <laughs> I wish. Uh, why, why didn't I think of that? That's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But she like, yeah. I've got this. I've got this cooling fan and my heater and everything that, you know, she likes to, you know, turn the fan up for me, kiddo. It's getting hot in here, you know, so she likes to be my little crew chief. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had to get my daughter trained on doing that, but she probably will, like, uh, turn the heat on when I'm asking for the fan or something just to mess with me. <laughs> right. Hey, I've got my kids trained on how to take my cup from the computer desk to the kitchen, fill it up, bring it back, and not spill it, so. <laughs> I cheated, but, uh, man. I strapped a I strapped a camelback to my uh, sim racing rig, and I've got a hose that comes around, so I'm I'm usually loaded up, and ready to go. Hey, that's no different than what they do in the actual car, so right, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I just keep a uh, like a uh, yeti of some sort next to me with that's got a top on it because I spilled. It's like season one, I spilled. I was spilling stuff all over, and I usually have like sweet tea racing with some sweet tea or something so i spilled it all over so i was like right before qualifying oh, thank you for that flashback i'm cleaning it all up so ever since then i had to have a top on whatever because i you know when you're racing you don't know where that's at and i don't want to knock it over sweet tea i thought you were from ohio yeah <laughs> it's not yeah. an ohio drink yeah it's so good though i love sweet tea yeah i I drink it for that's my uh that's my thing for my races as I gotta have a thing of sweet tea. But anyways, uh, tonight, like I said, the racing for Haley Haley race, uh, trucks Kansas, four hour timed race, one to two drivers, ten dollars per team. Practice will start at five p.m. Eastern. Qualifying at six. For all the proceeds are going to the McKinney family. There is a butt kicker on the line. Turtle Shells Design is putting a free paint on the line. And McConey Setup Shops putting a free month, free month of setups off their website on the line for the winner. So come on out, have a good time, support a good cause, and uh, that's all we got for today. Right on. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week here on the split discussions podcast episode 75 coming at you next week Woo! looking forward to it